Hello everybody and welcome to episode 29 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. Hey up, how you doing? Just to let you know, fetcheveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. Everything is free for you and we're funded by donations from happy users. We're also sponsored by Ron Hill Specials, and if you don't know who they are by now, they make club kit, they make kit for events, they could make your wedding outfit if you asked them nicely, so long as you'd like something in Lycra or Tech Fabric. Um, But I'm sure most of you listening would probably go, yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, so there's a link in the show notes as always, but if you Google Ron Hill Specials, uh, you should find them. They're a nice company. We love working with them. And uh, later on, I'll be mentioning the Fetch Everyone shirts, which are now available to pre-order. That's a bit of a spoiler, actually. That's what I was going to say, but I'll say that again in a bit. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or however you're listening to it. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or ask a question for a future week, then visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast, and that takes you to our forum page, which also is a great place for you to listen to the latest podcast. Um, And this week, we'll be talking about nothing, because there is no we this week. Katie is taking a rest from the podcast, and I'm also here to tell you that we're also going to both be taking a rest next week as well so there'll be no podcast now until august the 5th so the reason for that is is that we're going away on holiday for a week this friday don't try and come around and pinch my washing because my mother-in-law is staying here and she is fierce um but yeah so we we're sort of busy getting a bit ready for the holiday and i'm trying to get all my other work done katie's trying to get all her other stuff done and buying enough food and beer for the uh for the teen to keep him occupied whilst we're away. Um, so, yeah, no podcast next week, and this one's going to be a little bit shorter because it's just me, but um, uh, how are you today, anyway? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? There were lots of lovely comments and moist eyes about Trin's tribute to Adina last week, um, and we loved that too, and How Far's music to follow it was, uh, we felt, a really good example of of what the community means to all of us uh, and how much support is out there for all of us just as human beings so thanks to everybody who commented thanks to everybody who's contributed to the podcast over the last uh, well 30 episodes nearly um, and um, long may that continue site features this week, I wanted to mention the fact that you can now buy one of our Fetch 15th anniversary shirts. See, I told you I, I'd spotted it earlier by letting that one out of the bag. Check the homepage of Fetch or go to fetcheveryone.com forward slash shop and you can place your pre-order. I'm taking pre-orders until the end of July. So get your order in, even if you're not able to pay straight away, fill the form in and let me know what you want and I'll get those ordered and um, 
Ron Hill specials tell me that um, they'll be delivered to us in the first week of September. So fingers crossed, um, we'll get those out to you ASAP. But if you can just get your orders in, that's great. And if you want to send me a note saying when you're going to pay or whatever, that would be awesome. And, you know, I know I can trust you and hopefully you trust me as well. Yes, they are very bright, aren't they? So buy yourself some sunglasses at the same time. Um, but our anniversary shirts have a bit of a reputation as being just going the extra mile in terms of you know retina damage. So I hope you, you're on board with that and I hope you have fun wearing it and uh, enjoy the comments that you're inevitably going to get about it. I had to pick out a thread for this week as well. I didn't have to. No one told me. I just thought, all right, well, that's what I normally do. So I'm going to carry on doing it. No one tells me what to do except for you, lovely fetchies. Um, so my thread for this week is the politics thread because uh, we find out who who's going to win the leadership contest in the Conservative Party tomorrow. Sounds like it's Boris. And uh, and then we get to find out what happens immediately after that, um, which means that that thread's probably going to be pretty busy, um, pretty entertaining and informative and opinionated place to be. So uh, do drop into that one and, and let us know your thoughts. I'm trying these days not to get sort of too politically involved. I suppose if there's anywhere to do it, it would be the politics thread. Um, but yeah, if you ever want to know what I think, do come and ask me. Um, and we've got some featured fetches this week, so it's not just me blathering on here, you'll be pleased to note. So our first contributor is the wonderful Dibble, and he's been at the European Duathlon Championship in Transylvania. I hope it doesn't suck. Hi, Fetchies, it's Dibble. I've been enjoying the Fetch podcast, so I thought I would tell you how I got on at the European Duathlon Championship last week at Targi Mirish in Transylvania. Apologies to any Romanian listeners for any mispronunciation. The Duathlon was part of a week-long series of multi-sport European championships, including aquathon, aquabike, long-distance triathlon and cross-duathlon. Arriving on the Monday gave me the opportunity to take part in a Dracula night run organised by a local Murish runners group. This is a run of about seven kilometres up and down some steep trails in a pitch black forest on the outskirts of town with spooky characters jumping out in front of you to give you a shock. I didn't go flat out as I didn't want to injure myself, so I was really pleased to finish second in my age group. My fetch training logs as I was also second of two fetchies, so well done anonymous fetchy if you're listening. Tuesday started the registration, including a, collecting a really cool Batty Race t-shirt. In the afternoon, we headed out to the race venue, a motor racing circuit, about 15 kilometres from the town centre for a recce. It was bakingly hot. I was happy to cycle just a couple of laps of the race circuit, followed by a lap up and down a hill of the run course. It looked a great fast venue. I was looking forward to racing it. After this, we had our GB team briefing and group photo. Unfortunately, this clashed with the medal presentations of the night run, but one of our team managers went to collect the rather cool bat-shaped, I do sense the theme by now, wooden medal. Race day dawned, it looked a bit cooler and cloudy. Ominously, as we made our way to the circuit, we could see dark clouds gathering. After signing in, placing my bike in transition and starting to warm up, the officials warned us there would be at least a 30-minute delay due to predicted storms. Soon, we were all urged to get undercover, and we all huddled together in the motor racing pits, trying to keep warm as a huge thunderstorm raged overhead. However, the officials who were monitoring the weather radar pictures assured us that the storm warning should pass and enabling us to start 90 minutes late. This proved to be true, and after the rain stopped, we went back to transition to check our equipment to survive the storm and warmed up again. 
Before long, we gathered on the track ready to set off. Unfortunately, much cooler weather than yesterday. I was targeting 4.15 per kilometre for the initial 10k run, and I wasn't too worried when the rivals in my age group set off quicker. Indeed, after the first lap up and down the hill, I found I'd passed them. The rain started again on the third lap, but it turned out to be a brief and rather refreshing shower. Into transition, I was pleased to be first in my age group to collect my bike. Out on the track, relieved to see that it had dried out with no standing water. There were cones down the middle of the track as we had to cycle the 4k circuit five times, alternatively clockwise then anti-clockwise, with tight U-turns at each end. I really enjoyed the cycle as you get up speed on a lot of the circuit, though against this there was a steepish hill towards the end of each lap. The lanes did narrow on some twisty bits, which made it a bit technical, and one turn did suffer particularly from the breeze. There was another small shower about halfway through the cycle and I heard some thunder. What I wasn't aware of is this caused drama off the track as the officials debated having to call a halt to the race. Fortunately, a look at the radar reassured them the storm was heading away from us. Being a mixture of running and cycling, this sport requires careful pacing. Going too fast on the cycle can lead to cramps, and I was conscious to keep at a speed that just held off any. I seemed to be overtaking as many riders as were overtaking me, but each time I was passed, I was nervously checking to see if it was one of my age group rivals. Fortunately, none of them were, and I was pleased to be first bike back into transition. Out onto the final 5k run, it was getting warmer. I reassured myself I just had a park run to the end. The hill on the first of the two laps was a real effort. The start of the run off the bike is usually the most difficult point. The second lap, with the reassurance I was nearly there, proved much easier. Before long, I was approaching the final turn where I received encouragement from my wife and the GBT manager before turning to the finishing straight to hear the Tino announcement. We have another age group winner in the male 60 plus category. David Dyer from Great Britain, you are European champion. It was obviously a very emotional moment and I soon met up to celebrate with my support crew and enjoyed a dip in the plunge pool the organisers have brilliantly provided for us to cool down in. Cut-off times can be a controversial subject with athletes strongly resisting them. The senior athletes at the back are often competing for medals. At this event we had a German duathlon legend, Reinhold, who was aiming to complete the race and get a gold medal in the 80-plus age category. This meant an hour wait to get my bike out of transition and because the exit road crossed the run course, I waited a further 45 minutes for him to complete his second run. Still no one minded and he came into the finishing straight to a great course of beeping horns from the queuing cars. It was great to see the clock showing 3.59 something as he finished. The evening saw the medal ceremony at the local medieval castle where we were presented with our medals by a dignitary from the host city and the president of the European Triathlon Union. A great moment. We were followed by a load of beaming kids aged as young as seven getting their medals for the kids' duathlons that took place on the same course as us later in the day in thankfully better weather. So I'm European champion. Within the triathlon community, some criticise the age group racing. Admittedly, compared to the usual, around 10 competitors in each age category, a combination of this year's race being in a relatively obscure venue in midweek in school term meant there were only six entrants in my age group. Two didn't actually start, though I had beaten both of them comfortably last time I raced them, which left four of us battling for the three medals. However, I turned up and I was fastest in all five disciplines, run one, transition one, bike, transition two, run two, and I was four minutes ahead of my nearest rival. So though I'd never claim I was definitely the fastest 60-year-old duathlete in Europe, I do feel a deserved champion. Finally, I almost gave up running before I discovered Fetch just over 10 years ago. So thank you, Ian, Katie, all the Fetch community for your considerable help towards that memorable moment when someone announced in Transylvania, David, you are a European champion. Thanks for listening. Well done, David. And let me just echo that last bit. You are European champion. I bet that must feel pretty nice. I hope you're still enjoying that feeling right now. Um, I really enjoyed the sort of uh, the Dracula references. I'm sure in Transylvania they make a lot of that just as uh, you can't go to Cornwall without seeing King Arthur's phone box. And, but um, I hope you enjoyed it and it sounds like you did. Um, and well done again. 
And we also have another contribution now from Autumn Leaves, and she's referring to a bit of something that we did a few weeks ago when we were talking about returning from injury. So here's Autumn Leaves. Hello, Fetchies. It's Autumn Leaves here again, and I'm still slightly on the injury bench. So I thought I would record another little piece um, because last week's podcast had um, some really good stuff from Katie uh, and Fetch talking about how you need to be so careful when you're kind of coming back from injury. Um, So easy to get really carried away once things don't hurt as much and you start thinking, yay, I'm back to normal. Um, And you overdo it. And before you know it, you've done whatever it was again or um, even worse, maybe done something else. Um, So I'm kind of at that stage now. Um, So I've been um, having to really cut back on my running over the last uh, four weeks or so um, with um, fairly chronic high hamstring tendinopathy, um, which was extremely painful. Um, I've had several lots of physio and I've been doing lots of strength work and some gentle kind of stretching yoga stuff. Um, Haven't had to stop running completely for more than a week Um, but what I'm doing is very short and very easy. Anyway today I'm going to try something a little bit different. Um, I've only got a couple of miles to do on my um, sort of tentative plan Um, but what I'm thinking of doing is revisiting um, using a metronome app and actually trying to fit my cadence to um, a a set rhythm. Um, This is something that was suggested by um, James Dunn of the Kinetic Revolution website, um, partly as a way of trying to focus on keeping your cadence nice and quick and light. um, And coming back from um, an injury is quite a good time to think about these things because you still um, maybe run walking or sticking to easy pace, which is um, where you can kind of focus on on form and technique. Um, so that's my plan today. So um, I'm going to go out for my little run and um, I'll maybe report back when I've finished. Okay, Fetches, so I'm back from doing my cadence running. Um, I was out for um, just over 25 minutes and I did 2.3 miles. Um, It was broken down into five minutes of easy running, just not thinking about anything. And then uh, the rest of it was three minutes um, running to a cadence of 178 beats per minute and then 30 seconds walk just to break it up a little bit. Um, You're not exactly having to get your breath back because the point is actually to keep that quick cadence but actually at an easy pace, um, which was quite difficult. took me a couple of three minutes to settle into proper easy pace. The first two I was probably working a little bit too hard. Um, But it does give you something else to think about other than it does my leg hurt, Um, am I feeling better? Um, and uh, it seemed to make the time sort of go quite quickly and it felt like a bit less of a plod. Um, Hamstring and glutes feel okay, so hopefully no damage done from doing something a little bit different and next run will be in a couple of days' time. So um, this is just something to maybe think about giving a go um, if you fancy it. I will put a link to the metronome app thing on the um, podcast thread. Um, Anyway, talk to you soon, Fetchies, and uh, hope you're having a good day wherever you are. Bye. 
Thanks, Autumn Leaves. That was really useful. Um, I might try that next time I'm, I'm in that same unfortunate position. Luckily, I seem to be more or less back to it now, although I have had most of the week off because I've been helping my dad and, and entertaining my parents who were visiting. Um, and my dad was doing some plastering for us, but uh, that's a, a real aside. <laughs> um, but I, I was interested in what Autumn Leaves was saying about how um, it you can take your mind off the the fact that your your leg or whatever might be hurting by concentrating on some other aspect of it there are lots of different ways that you can either distract your mind from thinking about the running or really focus your mind on the running and and sometimes you need one thing and sometimes you need another thing does that make any sense for example you're focusing very much on the cadence side of things um, another thing I've done at times is to focus on um, keeping my heart rate under a certain level, um, which stops you thinking about trying to run too fast. It tries to get you running calmly and um, economically, if you like, um, which is very good for sort of keeping your keeping your composure during difficult runs, I suppose, because you try and remember all those things that, that you use then. And then there are times when you really want to distract yourself from your running. And I find the like the games on fetch are are pretty good. Like if you set out with a particular route in mind that will allow you to collect bugs or squares or concise zones or, or whatever, then you can rack up the miles without really uh, uh, realizing just how far you've gone sometimes. Um, but yeah, getting all sort of technical about an aspect of your running like your cadence or your arm position or your your posture while you're running uh, I think that's something I I don't do enough of I feel like I'm pretty lucky with injuries I don't tend to to get very many but when you go through an injury it always just reminds you that you know just how lucky we are to be able to go out and run like that sometimes just taking a step back and, and being grateful for every small aspect of are running and working out how to make each little bit better. Um, that's just nice. So normally Katie would say something very useful here, but, but she's she's busy, so um, you just get me rambling. So um, yeah, <laughs> be nice to have her back, wouldn't it? Anyway, so before I go on for too long, I think that's probably it for this week. Um, we'd really love to get more of your audio contributions. If nothing else, it takes a little bit of the pressure off me and Katie to uh, come up with stuff every week. So send your audio contributions, just record them on your phone or on your computer or whatever, and then email the file to us at podcast at fetcheveryone.com. Just make sure you're somewhere reasonably quiet, but if there's some nice background noise, that's always pretty cool. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to say you what, Fetch? What were you going on about just then? I didn't understand a word. And we'll see you next time, which, just for a reminder, will be on August the 5th. So see you on the other side, everyone. Bye. Bye.